It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Welcome to episode seven of the Sports Chumps, right here in our studio in the cave. How you doing, Dean? Dean the Dream. What's go- going on, buddy? Not much, Nails. How's everything? How was your weekend? It's going. The weekend was well. Spent a little time with my better half. Did what I had to do. Went out, had a good time. Spent some time in the backyard. Spent some time with my mom. Uh, took care of her. You know, I always come last, but that's just the way life goes. That's sometimes. all right. I like the better half thing. At least you, ha- I don't have a half. So <laughs> it's just, you know, mom. I got the mom thing, but. Uh, yeah. Your mom's the best. Yeah, she is. Um, best. But I don't have that other thing. So at least you got, you know, some, some time with your significant other. That's yeah. always a nice thing. It and works. It, it's a nice balance. You got nice different balance. glasses on tonight? Those are the same ones we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. They're the same ones. What's something going on with them? The tint? What's going on? Maybe it's the I dim the lights a little Checking bit. You, oh, you, you thought I had a little. You set the mood. The candle's going. <laughs> Lavender lemonade. Yeah, still. where's is, the one? Where, yours oh, you're is still, saving it for a special I'm occasion. It for a special occasion, like uh, maybe like a like a milestone, like the twentieth episode or the tenth. We'll see. It's right. it's, it's there. Right. It's we got there. some listeners on the Facebook. We we had five. We're down to one. All right. Well, I'm waving to the one. What are we doing over here? I'm How waving, you doing? How you waving doing? to the one. So number we, one. What's going we on? Keep the one. So at least we keep the numbers going. Shout out to my boy Stevie D and Droopy Dog. Yeah, listen, the, the whole rename, he's, he's, it's Droops, but okay, uh, if you want to rename To you, it's Droops. To me, it's Droopy Dog. Right. Never saw a shot he didn't like. Wow, well, we're going to come out of the gates. Coming out strong. Even before we hit NBA. I'm not shaking my leg tonight, Droopy Dog. No, I'm not going to shake my whole body. Or I'm not clearing your throat. I'm not going to shake my leg. I'm not going to clear my throat. Stevie D, if I ever come to your house, I'm not even going to say hi. I'm just going to go right in the fridge and grab a beer because you don't like us doing the banter in the beginning. So when you invite me to your house... Maybe we'll do a podcast at your house. We'll just go right in that fridge and grab a couple of couple cold beers and start going. Listen, I was in your camp on the, the exchange of pleasantries. I'd like to know how your weekend went, and we kind of recap what we did over the weekend, whether it's yeah. sports-related or otherwise. Yes. But, um, yes. How was the trot? Is that what you call it? The trot? The trot. The trot. How was yeah, the trot? The trot was okay. I mean, it's the week after the feast, and um, it, it slowed down a little bit, so it's down to like almost normalcy now. It's like a little bit like I can breathe, yeah. so, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Good. Had a couple of doubles in there that were sandwiched in, but it was... Uh, it was manageable, so it's nice to have four days off, go back Thursday. It's uh, I can live with that. You got a couple stuff. of visitors, Johnny K, Paulie V. Voigt. They enjoy the show. Yeah, they love the show. They love their dinner. Um, life is good. They're, they're, they're really high on the podcast. A uh, couple of guys that like sports but don't like live it like someone like myself, but they like the banter and the content, so they're, they're enjoying themselves. I'm going to say what I, always, what I always say about Paulie Voigt. 
Stick to cocktails and coasters, what you know best, buddy. I don't think he was big on that comment. I, th- <laughs> I think he's got a, like a package of coasters in the work. He's going to spread them all around the bar down here. But It's uh, what he knows. He's good at it. Listen, uh, what do I always say? Be who you are. Play to your strengths. And his strengths is, uh, is you know, managing bars and restaurants. Cocktails and, and coasters. <laughs> it goes a little deeper You should than open that, another joint and call it cocktails and coasters. It's a good name, actually, but I think it goes a little deeper than that. His responsibilities uh, stretch a little bit farther than cocktails and coasters. But uh, he, he's really, really, really good at what he does. Shout out to that. Paul Voigt and Johnny K. Kikorian running one of the best establishments, I think, in the... Uh, in Rhode Island, they're always on point. The food's on point. The staff's on point. They're always, 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 always happy to see you. Go check out PJ's Pub, Cranston, and the gentleman in Cranston. Little plug, I'll expect my drinks and Dean's drinks lined up next time we show up. Let's get started with the show, Dean. We're going to start with a little recap of the NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks. My boy Giannis, I was, I was saying that they were going to win right from the beginning, the guy's a solid human being. Like my grandfather always says, there's hammers in his nails. He's definitely a hammer. Yeah, he no stayed. Doubt. He didn't leave. And he proved that you don't have to be in a super team because that team is definitely not a super team. No. No. If, if you're going to ask me if I think that they're going to win three of the next four, no, I don't see it unless they add some pieces. They, uh, they gave Drew Holiday a great extension, so he's making a ton of money. Plus, Giannis has got a max contract. He's making about $224 million over the next four years. It's, it's insane, but... He earned it. I'm just saying, he went out there. He, he went out there and dropped a half a hundred. I'm just saying. And what did I tell you last week? I said, if this guy goes out and you know hits 80% of his free throws tonight, it's going to be a long night for Phoenix. He went out and hit 17 out of 19. I did not see that coming. I, I would not have pegged him to do that. But that's why it's a stars game. And the stars, usually when they when the cream rises to the top, that's how you win in the NBA. It's not the, It's usually not the spare pots. The stars were shining that night. And, yeah, and I think, I think Phoenix just came back to earth. And you know I picked CP3 from day one. But I think you saw my sentiment over the last couple of weeks that I was wavering towards the other side. I just stuck with Phoenix because they were my pick, but at no point in the last two weeks did I see them getting over on Milwaukee the way that series was going. So obviously their first world championship since 1971 when the big O, Oscar Robinson, ran the point and he was feeding that some guy named Kareem down on the box for I a sky hook. Know that is. Yeah, right. So um, just, just a really, and the, the press conference took it to another level, an epic press conference where he talked about about the fact what you just said echoed all the sentiments that you said about how he could have maybe went for a super team and left a couple of years ago. He wanted to build it there in Milwaukee, in the small market, getting the job done. I also think it was a little bit of a backhanded dig at all the guys that do try to get their own super teams, the LeBrons, the Hardens, the Durants, the Kyries. So I think that's a, that was a little bit of a dig. But again, we don't, you know, this could be a one-hit wonder, but at least he's, he's eight years in the league. He's got a ring, and it's a, it's a great story. There was a uh, I was I was scrolling social media after they won the um, the championship a couple of days after and there was a, a a quote or a mem whatever you guys want to call it and he did say he, he did say during the uh, post game show that if he never wins a championship again and he only wins this one championship knowing that he never left and he put his heart and soul into the Milwaukee Bucks then he can live with that. I believe that. I also believe that a lot of guys say that until the, until they want the next one, until the next season starts and you're hungry for another one. But I mean, of course, if he plays 15 years, he's always going to have that one, and he's going to know that he did it. He didn't do it Durant, and if he can't beat them, join them type thing. So I, I, I do agree. I believe him, but I think at the end of the day, um, you know, players want to win all the time, you would think, and I, I think he's got that 
we, you and I have talked about it since we started our venture here, that you keep saying guys today don't have that killer instinct. You could see it in his eyes. that He those, wanted it. He wanted he it. He wanted it. He wanted it more than anybody else in that call. I'm not saying that CP3 didn't want it. No. I'm not saying that Booker didn't want it. I, I just think that that whole downfall with that, with that, uh, with the Suns was when they had the two turnovers and Giannis had that huge dunk. It just put a, it just put a nail in the coffin, and and their confidence just went in the shitter. Yeah, it was tough because CP3 with the turnover in Game Four, Booker with, with forty in Game Five, but a crucial turnover with Holiday. Give him credit on the defensive end making that play and the alley oop to Giannis, which obviously turned the whole series around. It was just a crazy ending there. It's incredible how some of these plays don't have their mind callous. Where one mistake, one mistake can ruin a seven. Series championship, you know, run. Yeah, one mistake that's not how it should work. If you make one mistake, get over it and move on. Don't it seemed like that one mistake it ruined them? That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I know you're, you're, you're big on, on um, uh, how they play. And I always say when it comes to the championship, no hot dogging, keep it simple, simple wins, yeah. defense wins. Championships and, and Paul did it a couple of times in, in the games after that, like Game Five, Game Six. I saw a couple of instances where he came down the court, and and there wasn't much ball pressure. It looked like he turned the ball over without any resistance. So it looked like, again, as you said, I don't want to say hot dogging, but he definitely tried to do too much when really the the play was just there in front of him, and he tried to do he just tried to do too much, and it forcing got away it, from him, forcing the issue. I mean, Holiday's a great on the ball defender, especially when Tuck is playing his defensive game. They've got guys that can defend the ball, but um, their spe- I, I really believe, even though it was Giannis who got them over the hump, obviously with fifty, their spare parts, their guys off the bench were definitely better than Phoenix's guys off the bench. They had Bobby Portis pitching in double digits almost every game in that series. He solid. Was a, he was a monster. Solid. Pat Connaughton, okay, he he's a hustler, but I thought he kind of stunk it up. He missed two free throws down the stretch in that game. He looked he looked lost out there, but he rebounds well for a guard. He was grabbing rebounds, and those rebounds that he grabbed on the offensive boards kept possessions alive, gave Giannis another chance, gave Holiday another up. chance. He played. He did. He played hard, former, basketball, uh, former baseball player at Notre Dame, 95-mile-an-hour fastball, wow. decides so. I'm an NBA player, and you know, started out with Portland and found his niche there in uh, in Milwaukee, and now he has a ring. So maybe I think he did make the right decision. It's incredible. Hats off to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and that whole crew. They had a hell of a time in the locker room. They had a great parade. I know Giannis was on all the social media platforms. He was at what Chick Fil A ordering nuggets, fifty nuggets, and he was giving autographs. And he was he was just that. You know what? He deserves to have fun. Ride the wave. I mean, it's, you, you worked like his you said, ass like off. Like you said, there's a he sh- played hurt. There's a yeah yeah. He, and, we don't, don't even mention that. that. Exactly. He had the bad knee. We didn't know how far that was going to take them. But um, definitely ride the wave because, again, you, like you said earlier, you don't know when you're going to get back there. Look at Not to go to another sport, but Dan Marino made it to a Super Bowl his rookie year. Didn't didn't win. Probably thought he was going to go to four, four or five more. Never saw it again. No. So not only did he not win, but he never even got back there again. Squish the fish. So, you know, I'm just saying it's... Listen, embrace it. It's it's precious when you get chances. Not everybody's lucky enough to be, you know, a Kobe, God rest his soul, or a Bill Russell back in the day and playing ten finals. It just it's it's not that easy. It's if every, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. I don't see Giannis leaving the Bucks. I know I know you're going to say maybe if he wants another championship, and that's your opinion. But I don't see it because he he's, he seems more after I watched him a little more, spent, spent a little more time watching him play. Got to, I don't really know him, but got to know him through the TV and through how he plays in his work ethic. I think I would have to go 95% saying that I don't believe that he will switch teams because he is devoted to, to the Bucs. He won that one championship, and and they can win another one. And when, They can, and when you say the Bucs, I think you mean the city too. 
Absolutely. You know, it's all they got about, nothing. You know, it's a have? small market. Well, Milwaukee's, Wisconsin's, Green, they got the Packers in yeah. Green Bay. They're not right next to each other, but I'm just saying the other sports around there, not, yeah. not much. No. Wisconsin football in college, they take that real serious. So they don't really have the sports uh, that other, you know, the New Yorks and the Bostons and the uh, Chicago's have. So just a great no. story. Great yeah. story. I'm, I'm happy for that team. And it, it's it's nice to see. It's usually, it was it's either the Warriors and it's just constant. It's like, all right, it's good. Stefan's great. He's, he's awesome, but. It was it was the Bucks year. It they was it. it was nice to see somebody different. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And obviously he's still a superstar one. So at least it's he's a top five player in the league. So at least he got he's you know, he deserves to get off the Schneid and do, win do one. Do you know if Chris Paul can opt out of his contract or is he on the trading block? Well again, you- I think I explained this to you and I, I I'm pretty sure that it's his option so with his option how do you walk away from four it's 44 million next year he would make at the age of 37 i believe he would be i could never walk away from that it's, it's guaranteed 44 million now he has to know obviously he'd have to get some type of an inkling from his agent that you know what yeah walk away from it because i got a deal set up say you go join lebron in la and and I can get you more money in a longer term deal, maybe a three year deal for for one ten or something. So you're like that. saying you're, so so in your eyes, he's got forty four mil left on uh, next year, okay? Yeah. And if, if a super team, if a quotation super team, the Lakers, I don't even know if if the Warriors are considered a super team anymore. It, it right. depends. I don't know what's going on. Who would be another super? Depends team? on if Clay, Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn. Well, they, they, no, they already got three guys that they'd have to move Kyrie. So I mean, that's addition by subtraction. Right, give me, give me, him. give me, give me a team. I would say the Lakers. The only thing is, if 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 AD's making max money and LeBron's making max money, they can't bring another third guy in for max money. There's only so many dollars to go around. There's there's only so much coin. So I, so, I don't know. So you're I, saying that if like I'm just going to use a crazy nutty number. Yeah. If the Lakers say we're going to give you 10 million for the year, we're going to win a championship. He's going. I'm I, no no. Because he's not walking away from forty four to million. get ten. Yeah. Just because well, he but might, a chip. Well, a chip. Yeah. I think he. I think his. Uh. I think his best chance is to stay in Phoenix. I think they're still growing. I think Monty Williams is still an elite coach in this league. He's he's, like he's a team. class act. You see what he did? Yeah. He you went see what? People people are giving him flack for going in the locker room. I liked. I like. Why? Because they're trying to say like you made it about you and like when they're celebrating that wasn't the time to do it. That's no, what they it were wasn't saying. about him. He went it. No, no. See, they got it wrong. This is what happened. Giannis invited him in. Okay. He said, "Lower the music. I'm having the other coach come in. He wants to come in. I gave him the I gave him the go to come in. Oh, okay. Okay. So whoever they don't know what's going. The media on. was was yeah, was all media, over it, saying that it was it wasn't yeah. the timing. So for he it. went in and he felt that he wasn't about him. He knows that Giannis and that whole group they deserved it, and he showed respect. And I I'm down with that. No, I, he, I I like that. Monty's a class actor, yeah. and a couple of years ago, unfortunately, he lost his wife in a car accident at the age of 44, so he's been through a lot, but he's a class act and an up-and-coming coach in this league right now. Actually, Phoenix did lose one of their assistant coaches, because that's what happens when you have a good team. Look at the Patriots over the years. You lose your assistants because you're successful, right. and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, they lost, always want to see people move on. They lost battle. assistant coach Willie Green, who finally got the gig in New Orleans. He goes to the Pelicans now to coach Zion after they, uh, got, they parted ways with Stan Van Gundy after one year. So, you know, they're trying to keep Zion happy because they're afraid that he's going to walk when it's time for his free agent year. Because he's, Super team. Him, well, they're saying he, he's got Knicks on the brain. He might want to go to the Knicks. And that alludes to your point last week about, you know, the Knicks trying to load up and trying to do something, put someone with Randall. They'd probably move Randall if they were to get Zion. I'm getting way ahead of ourselves here because that's two years away. When did this term Super Team come out? Was it this year? Nah, last been, year? Well, no, I think it started when LeBron went on ABC about 11 years ago and said, I'm going to South Beach. And that's when it started with the whole. Like, you think so? I never, yeah, because yeah. that was Bosch, and then Wade was already there. But that's where it all started. Usually, there's always one guy already there. I don't think a team goes and gets all three. No, they get the nucleus. At least, at least when Danny did it with the Celtics in 08 to go 
put together that team that won it. At least PS was already there. He was already established. And the guys that he got, he didn't just go buy them. He made trades for those guys. He traded for Ray Allen, and he traded for Kevin Garnett. PS struggled for a long time. He needed the help. There's yes. no doubt about he it. He struggled for a long time. Just just like the Red Sox needed Schilling to come in in 04. Everybody needs somebody else. It's just that nobody can do it alone. I'm just saying. Ying so, to Yang, Batman Robin. Yeah, but but at least Danny made trades. Now, you know, granted, he made a trade. Well, they're just, these teams are just putting stupid money out there. Yeah, I get it. But with the Celtics at the time, at least Danny, a lot of people say that he fleeced Kevin McHale because they were buddies. McHale was running the Timberwolves at the time, and, and Danny was running the Celtics. And next thing you know, Garnett's on the seas, and the Celtics gave up Ryan Gomes and Al Jefferson. So it kind of worked out well for the Celtics there. A ring later the next year, the Celtics win the uh, banner number 17. Great story. In your eyes, who's the most overrated Celtic basketball player of all time? Overrated. Antoine Walker. I was just going to say that. I know you're not a Walker fan. I mean, the wiggle did nothing for me. Is that is that your? But is that your opinion? I, I, don't, I don't know if he'd be on the list. There's no doubt about it. I don't have a number one, but he was definitely overrated. No doubt about it. He had a lot of shake in his game. He had listen. Antoine came up. He was a good player. Yeah. What happened was he was six eight, six nine. Could take anybody. Was a year behind everything. Could, but he could take everybody down on the box and, and do his thing. What happened was he fell in love with the three ball. He loved to shoot the three, and then next thing you know he never went down back down low and posted up again. He so likes he, to spend a lot of his money. Well, I heard he went. Yeah, I heard he went bankrupt. So Belly up. He likes he likes to, he likes to spend his money. Um, back to New Orleans again. Obviously, like I said, Willie Green is the new head coach in, uh, for the Pelicans. Uh, the NBA draft is usually in June, but because of COVID and everything being behind the last two years. Um, the NBA draft is in two days, and um, New Orleans made a trade before the draft with Memphis. Memphis sends um, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, seven-foot center, send him to New Orleans in exchange for Stephen Adams and uh, Eric Bledsoe and a bunch of draft picks. This is basically for New Orleans to free up some money. They look like they can still have about $36 million on $36 million to spend, and they're looking to offer um, two restricted free agents that they already have on their roster, new contracts. That would be Lonzo Ball, the mm -hmm. point guard, and, of course, um, backup shooting guard Josh Hart. So they're figuring that if they can keep one of those guys, they have the money to do that now with all these all these moves that have been made in the last couple of days. There's draft picks involved. I think the 10th pick in the draft is going the other way. So Bledsoe was a total disappointment. He was with Milwaukee two years ago. Obviously got traded to New Orleans, so he's been on the move a few times in the last couple of years. With the draft coming up, what's the rumor for the number one? One pick it, it, it barring a miracle it sounds like i've been hearing the same thing for three months that it's going to be uh cade cunningham the six foot eight point guard from oklahoma state who averaged 20 points a game as a freshman was solid first team all-american um you'd have to see him i don't know what you would think of him i've had some people in my in my camp and some people that i talk to about basketball that that think that he's a little lazy he just has a look people think that like he's just kind of going through the motions out there I just think that's his demeanor. He's a good player, but doesn't look, look like he's good. He looks like he's just kind of like, I don't think he thinks he's great or anything. I just, that's the way he plays the game. Yeah. But when it's like five minutes left in a game and it's time to take over, he takes over. Because I've seen games where he's two for 11 going into the last five minutes and he still ends up with 20. I, I think he's got a unique special. He's got solid. a unique special ability. Um, unless a team looks for another need, I would say the Detroit Pistons, who are picking first in this draft, will definitely go for six, eight point guard Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. Um, number two pick looks like it's going to be Evan Mobley, the uh, the phenomenal center power forward from uh, USC, who can average double double. And it looks like the third pick would be Jalen Suggs, the kid out of um, out of Gonzaga, who made it to the final game Gonzaga. this year. And he was a uh, he was a top uh, quarterback prospect coming out of high school, also. So he's a two sport, sport athlete. Yeah. So um, those look like those three first three picks in the draft are pretty much locked. Um, as far as local flavor. 
is one potential pick in in in, in uh, the draft coming up, and it would be from Providence College, junior junior point guard, shooting guard, um, David Duke went pro this year. Had him in some mock drafts as a first rounder. The latest one I saw has him ranked about 84. That's uh, that's not going to cut it because there's nah. only there's only 60 picks in the draft. So let's just hope that everything works out for, for David. He decided to go pro. Usually, if you get feedback that you're you know you're around 84, most guys will just go back to college. But he announced from day one that he was staying in the draft. Once you get a higher an agent, he's determined. It's, it's game set match, you know. So let's we're gonna find out if he made the right decision or not. I I would have liked to have seen him stay another year for selfish reasons. I, I don't think he's ready for the pros. But um, at six foot five, he's got a great NBA body. It's, we'll see. Yeah, I think he should have stayed. Yeah, and, and by the way, he was a classical product. Went to classical high school. He's a real local kid. Talk about in the trenches. I, I was hoping he would, but um, he's got a great body. So you know, someone tells these kids that they're MB, they're NBA ready. And well, they listen to it. They're hungry. They want the money. Listen, I, I, no disrespect to him. I don't know his his financial background. I don't know. It's none of my business. But when you when you're in when you when you're living the life of just chasing money, chasing the dollar sign, and the scouts or whoever it is, the agents get in your head and they say you have a chance to make 10, 20, 30 million, 5 million, 2 million, 1 million. You're jumping on it. I don't okay. care who you are. Okay, but there is a fine line. And I, like, again, I don't pay the kids rent. I don't, I don't know his, his family, his parents. Oh, so I feel he could that. be the richest guy I, in the world. Well, I get it. No, they don't, they don't have much. And I get it. They, you know, he's looking to get that paycheck. I understand that. But you got to understand another thing. If he doesn't go in the top 30 and go in the first round, he doesn't get guaranteed money. No. Now they're looking at him, maybe not even going in the second round. Overseas. At that point, well, you're looking at like hoping your agent can get you in a camp where like somebody, some team has a need for your position. Do you know who the agent is? No, I don't know his. I don't know his. Is he agent. a local? Guy? I wonder if he's a local guy. The agent. That's a good question. Yeah. You would think probably he could be because you know Chris uh, uh, David. You know, I, I think of him. I think of Chris Dunn all the time. I keep saying Chris when I mean, mean to say David Duke because Chris Dunn went early to the pros. Yeah. While we're on it, you know, hop back six years ago and Chris Dunn went pro after his junior year, but he was ready defensively. His offense never caught up to his defense, and he's sort of a back of the rotation guy on teams now. But he's making five million a year coming uh, off the bench. I believe a lot of. Pro- a lot of the problem with the younger players coming out of college is they're vulnerable. And what happens is when you have an agent, well, his job is to sell, sell, sell. His, his job is to bullshit you. And I know people don't want to hear that. but And you're poor, okay, and you're trying to put yourself on the map and you want to buy your mom the house so she doesn't have to work anymore and you want to do this and do that. And the agent says, I can get you five mil. You're signing. I don't care if you're not supposed to sign, you're signing. They want out. They want to move on. They want, they want that life. And, and I'm... With them 100%, but I also think that there, need, there needs to be a little common sense yeah. where they know that they're not good enough to make it. Yeah, well, the agent is going to have to be real creative the problem if, is the if agent, David doesn't go in the top 30 yeah. tomorrow, you know, well, Thursday what night. Are, what are the agents getting? What percentage do they get? They usually get about 3%. That's 3%. the rumor, yeah. Okay. So if so, it's $3 million, they get 300000 What's yeah. 300000 For what, a couple, a couple of... Uh, a couple of legal documents and bullshitting the kid that he's going to make it. But I think you make a point. It turns out if he doesn't go in the first round, he could end up overseas. And maybe that turns out to be a blessing. We've had guys come out of PC the last few years. Ben Bentel, about five seasons ago, came out early at a monster year. Averaged 20 points and eight rebounds for the Friars. He was, you know, All-American honorable mention, first team All-Big East. And, um, you know, got drafted by the Celtics at 50 and, and ended up playing three games in the NBA. And nobody knows where he is now. Got a paycheck in China for a while. But there is money to be made overseas. Guys can't make money if you oh, want to yeah. relocate, you know. So We're going to be talking about that coming up pretty soon uh, further down the line in the show when we go into the uh, 
I, I wish I wish David Duke a lot of luck. I hope he gets drafted high and, and gets that guaranteed cheddar because uh, he's a hard worker and he's a good kid. So I, I'm wish him, I wish him the best, and I'm sure Ed Cooley wishes him nothing but the best also. You are listening to The Sports Chumps. You could check out our website, thesportschumps.com. You can email Micah Dean with any questions, comments, or concerns at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Check us out on all social media platforms. Just search The Sports Chumps. Moving on, Dean. You know, I got to be honest with you. It's a little warm in here tonight. Really? Yeah. You got the central air off? Well, you see the green light. If the green light's no, well, on, I'm, it's on. I'm, I'm not looking to the right. Okay. I'm, I'm well, focused. I'm, I'm telling you it's on. You are focused. But if you if you were to come, go upstairs and come downstairs, you'd see that it's... it's no, it's, I'm no disrespect. It's, no. Maybe you're on a budget. I don't know. No, it's not a monetary thing. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not sweating bullets. No, well, I, I know I, I had made this comment to you that every time I come here, <laughs> I am a little chubby. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little chubby. I'm, I'm if, like, if you can see us on Facebook Live, you can see the visual a little bit more. Yeah. If not, I'll listen to Ship. Just take our word for it. I yeah, mean, I'm a little chubby. He's not no, fabricating I'm not, I'm, it. I'm no, I'm no picture of health. I'm not going to be on GQ anytime well, I'm soon. Not, I'm not George Clooney either. Where well, we go a little with this? tolerant thinner than me. But every time I come here, the food is always in front of me. It's, he always puts the food in front of me. So I think he's trying to tell me a point. No. He's like, to... you're here, you're going to eat, and we're going to have a good time. But I don't want to always eat. You always think I want to eat. No, but I'm, I figured I'm just trying to be a good host. Not to mention, some of those are the snacks that you've brought over these final weeks. Those peanuts have run their course. Droopy, they dog, when the, when the, droopy dog, when this show's over, don't text Dean with the comments. Because then I'm being nice to you today. Yeah, no, you didn't crush him. You you did quickly as we got into other topics. Yeah. You did make a comment about the uh, never met a shot he didn't like. And I listen, I did allude to that because I said, if you're going to crush my boy, okay, because Droops is like family to me, I, I still have to have his back if you really want to hammer him. But I did say back in the day, he ran the point. Him and I were the backcourt at Cranston West in 1989. The, the 1-17 Falcons. I'm not ashamed to say that. We only won one game. Oof. But Troops. You guys were doing suicides forever. Troops. <laughs> Tro- <laughs> troops, had a, troops could could have a tendency once in a while to be a, you know, a pass. I mean, a, a, a shoot first, pass second point guard. But again, what were his options? The Typical pa- Cranston guy playing no, ball. What was his option? To pass it to me to throw up pus, to throw up bricks? So, I mean, he had to do more. Building the shed. And, and you know what the funny thing was? He had an, an innate ability to find people when he wanted to. Like, he, he could create... But, th- but that wasn't his first option. No, but when he did it, it looked good. Maybe because he didn't do it a lot. But he was he was really creative off the dribble He with the no-look passes. He actually gave me a pass in the um in the Christmas tournament against Cranston East. We were getting killed by, like, 20. But he came down on the break, and he went behind the back, and Ooh, I actually finished it. It was it was nasty. The kid had some skill. Let me tell you. Shout out to Droops, Droopy Dog. That's my nickname for him. But his real, his real nickname is Droops. And shout out to Stevie D. We want to thank you for being part of our loyal listener team. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all the the uh, comments. I have a thick skin, so keep them coming. And please always tune in every Tuesday. And if you can't tune in, you could check us out on SoundCloud. Just search the Sports Chumps. All right, Dean, we're moving on to one of your favorite topics. Those little root beer candies are not bad, though. Boy, huh? hit though. the spot. When you first got them, I was like, you know what? I, I cheated tonight a little bit, but yeah. then those are nice. Those yeah, are didn't nice. you just go to the dentist? You I did. Out? I still, you know, I got to be careful, though. I'm trying to trying to do the right thing, but I can't help it with those. I feel like you know. I'm giving the fit. Like, get them away from me. Yeah, get you're them putting away. them in front of me. All this, what's going on? <laughs> well, no hook of my crook. They got to go. I, I, I'll bring them to the Antonio's and give them to the guys in the kitchen at some point. Everything, I got it. Everything goes to the guys in the kitchen. Well, they, they keep me, you know, they, they, they help my livelihood, too, so it's all good. Moving on. Moving on. One of uh, Dean the Dream's favorite topics, uh, MLB, Major League Baseball. I just want to throw this little dig in there. The Yankees are still behind the Sox. Are they, are they, are they behind by eight? Eight games, nine games? Nine and a half. Nine and a half games. Going into tonight. Paul Riolis, if you're listening, the Yankees are down. 
They're behind eight and a half, nine and a half. Yeah, this it's over. The season's over for them. They're, it's over. They're, they're, they're struggling. I still won't write them off yet. I know I'm the, I'm that guy. I just can't I can't knock them out of it yet. But I'll tell you, they came into Fenway Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for an epic four-game series at the Fens in a lot of action. A couple of heartbreakers. The Red Sox actually lost a heartbreaker on Saturday, but the whole series was just like, you know, you're on the edge of your seat, and the Red Sox pulled a couple out of the fire and uh, won three out of four. Not good for the Yankees right now at 51-47 and 47 in third place in the AL East. Boston at 61 and 39, a game and a half ahead of Tampa right now. So the Yankees have to decide in the next three or four days if they're buyers or sellers because right now, I mean, at nine and a half, do you really want to mortgage what you have there on the farm to go get a, a Max Scherzer or, or another bat or a Whit Merrifield from Kansas City if you're nine and a half back? I don't know if one or two players is going to move the move the needle for them right now. No. They're, they're in trouble. No, they're yeah. in trouble. And, and Aaron Boone, look, look, look. I don't want to say lost, but he looks like he doesn't know what else to do in no. the dugout when you, right now. When you, sometimes when you dig the hole, you can dig yourself out. The problem this season with the Yankees is the hole is so far deep. It's so down and dirty. It's, it's in China that you're not getting out. Yeah. Well, no. obviously, you know, and obviously they, they gave $300 million to Garrett Cole, who's supposed to be there. You know, they're stop. He got a nine-year deal for like $324 million. So he's the guy that they expect to, you know, to stop losing streaks. So the Red Sox come up Thursday night. I think you saw a little bit of that, that wacky game with the four wild pitches and extra innings where the Red Sox walked out of there, stole a ball game from, from the Yankees. Cole comes back on Friday night. He's supposed to stop a losing streak and get a W. And the Red Sox got his pitch count elevated. By the fifth inning, he was already up around 90, 95 pitches. He's up one nothing, And Raphael Devers puts one in the left field, left center field bleach, you know, up on the wall, over like the wall. Devers. Yeah, Devers had another home run last night. He's got 27 on the year already, by the way, and leads the MLB with 81 RBIs. Solid. But Cole's job was to stop a losing streak the other night, and he couldn't do it. And then, of course, Devers hit another three-run homer later in the game. The Red Sox win that one going away 6-2. Red Sox subsequently come back on sad day and give one away when when Avaldi leaves the game up 3-1 in the eighth and Ottavino gives it up. So give it, take it the way it happens. But on Sunday, that's the game everybody's talking about right now because this is the game when Herman had the no-hitter going into the eighth inning and everybody's saying, why did Boone take him out? Well, well, why did he take well, him because, out? Well, because I hate to say it because that's the way baseball's played today. I hate to say that. He, he, he gave him the chance to get the no-hitter, okay, uh, Alex Cora pulled Nick Nick Pavetta four weeks ago with a no hitter in the seventh. I feel like these guys they, they they get to a certain pitch count, you're out. It doesn't matter, but because he had a no hitter, he let him stay in. But it's, when, it's awful. But, but when Alex Verdugo hits a double to lead off the eighth, that's it. He pulled him out with 93 pitches. I the Red Sox couldn't touch this guy all day. They could have stayed out there for another hour. They weren't going to hit this guy. So I mean, obviously the question would be if they had left Dermont and did I think that Yankees would have won that game? Yeah. But even at best case scenario, they would have split those four games. It's four days off the calendar. They lost two games to the Red Sox because they lost three out of four. But they, the, the Yankees need sweeps. They need to get hot or else they, they're not going to make it. A quick tidbit on uh, last Thursday's game in the Yankees, you know, benefiting them. They did have four minor leaguers playing. And I know that uh, Boone made a couple of bad decisions that night. And there were some wild pitches thrown. You saw the game. I saw the game. Well, but the, but the four minor leagues is because they had the COVID issue. That's their own fault. No, I, 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 you know, I know. I'm so, trying to stick up for the Yankees. You know, I know you, I know you are. I know you don't like that, but I am. No. Try. It's, I, I don't want to be always. No, I, I get it. I get it. But they also, um, everybody says, well, he, he left that kid out to dry in the extra innings. The kid, uh, his name was Brooks Krisky. The kid's probably scarred for life. He threw, first oh, of all, yeah. first of all, you throw a fastball and a splitter. You, th you bounce two splitters. Maybe you want to put the splitter in your back pocket for tonight it's not working he just kept throwing the splitter and the catcher couldn't block anything because he was the third string catcher that was up from the minors because uh because the you know so yeah well i mean it was just an ugly night 
Let's also not not forget that the Yankees had a chance to win that game. They were up three one in the ninth inning with, with they didn't use Chapman that night because I no. don't know if he was overworked. No, wasn't they, he sick? I don't. He, yeah, he was unavailable. So they had Chad Green in there, who's an accomplished reliever. He's got three. He's got two outs. He's got Kiki Hernandez at the plate, and Kiki's got two strikes. The Yankees are a strike away from winning the game, and and Kiki gets a two run double to tie the game. Another epic epic comeback by the Boston Red Sox, and that's why they're in first place right now. And by the way. Kike Hernandez was named um, uh, American League Player of the Week this past week. He hit 400 with eight extra base hits and now has 14 home runs on the season out of the leadoff spot. So while, he's doing a great job. While we're on the Yankees, they did acquire Clay Holmes from the Pirates. Uh, and, uh, no, they, they acquired Clay Holmes from the Pirates for two minor league players, I, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees gave up low-level minor leaguers for but a guy Clay Holmes, he's, he's got a four ERA with, 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 with Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I don't know how much he's going to... Listen... If you're if you're getting somebody from Pittsburgh, I mean, let's you're on the Pirates and you're not you know you're not a, a high leverage reliever for them. You're probably just a, another another depth arm because they're so hurting for body. What do you right think now. Boone's problem is? He's making a lot of bad decisions. You think he's under a lot of pressure? No, he's I, gotta I, be. I I told you I think that it's more Cashman than it is Boone because I think Cashman put a poor Cashman's pushing the buttons. Well, I I think he's done a poor job putting the team together. They didn't want to go over the luxury tax. They always spend money. And all of a sudden, now they, they want to pinch pennies, and it's all of a sudden, you don't want to make the moves, and you go out and, and put a team together where everybody, it seems like, hits right-handed. They don't have any left-handed sticks on their team, and, you know, Luke Voigt's been hurt. Aaron Judge seems to be in and out of the lineup, just came back tonight after a COVID issue. So, you know, Stanton misses the ball by three feet. They're just not a – Gleyber Torres used to hit home runs. I don't know what he does anymore. But uh, it just seems like if the Yankees don't hit home runs, they can't win baseball games. So When are you making your next trip to Fenway? Well, my next trip, you say like I went like last. I haven't been since nineteen. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I last time I went was amazing. Last time I went, no, I went in nineteen with um my brother and Voight and so, I think my friend Kevin. That was the last time I went, and the Red Sox beat the Yankees that day. Okay, and then and then they were basically out of the race after that. After that, the Red Sox went right down, and the Yankees made the playoffs. So it wasn't a good ending of the of the nineteen season for the Red Sox. I mean, you usually go once a year, don't you? I go more than that. I used to go five, ten times a year when I was you know when I was younger. But I mean, now yeah, it's a little odd to not go. I'm still not really thinking about that yet because you just fans are just getting back out there. No, I mean you know what I'm saying. It's like I really haven't thought about that. Just been kind of working and. Trying to build the podcast, but uh, I just got I'll an update. There. Red Sox game canceled. Double header, double header tomorrow. Wow! Some update I just got. Yeah, it's. it's I got a text. From one of our, a text from one of our loyal listeners, JJ. Nice. I'll tell you one thing. I do like about. I, I don't like the cancellation tonight because I wish there was a game. But I'll tell you what I do like. I like those double headers because they're seven inning jobbers. So you pitch, you know, seven and seven. They play two. Sevens. You working tomorrow? Um, no. Hmm. Hmm. You want me to work? I don't. I don't no, get it. I don't know why you're smiling. What do you mean? It's a double header tomorrow. I, I, I'm aware of that. You just told me that. Yeah. I'd like to get the times on those. I'm sure it's. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I remember the you, tomorrow. I know tomorrow. I know not tonight, but tomorrow you'll have, you'll have the centrally a blasting. No, I, I, all they do is press a button. I don't put it on a test. It just goes on and that's it. I, I'm sorry if you're sweltering. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, it's, I'm sorry. I mean, the amenities are not up to par for you. I had the candle on. You knocked it a couple no, weeks I ago when it wasn't candle. on. No, I didn't knock the candle. Lombardi. No, one week it candle. wasn't on. And you, you, oh, you yeah, questioned well, that it wasn't you on. Need it on. Yeah, Lombardi, the- Lombardi said the lavender lemonade was bush league. That's this is part of this is part of the podcast. We need that on. No, that, we need. We gotta. Where did you buy that? I gotta buy about ten more because we need that. Maybe Target. I'm not sure. Yeah, we need. I want to tonight. I'm going to Amazon. I'm looking for lavender lemonade candles. 
No, I'm kind of spoiled now, but I, I definitely want to try your. It was like pineapple something. Well, it, it's it's for the mind and strength and body and soul. You kind of need that right now because you're you know you've been solo for a while. I don't, we won't get into it, but no, it is please, it is. please don't, please no. don't. It's no. it's def- there's a line that we you know draw in the sand somewhere. It's it's definitely not not where I want to go right now with that. You are listening to the Sports Chumps. You could check us out at thesportschumps.com. You could check us out on all social media platforms. Just search the Sports Chumps. We are on SoundCloud. All of our podcasts are on SoundCloud. We are on episode seven tonight. So all six are up right now. After the show is over, all seven will be up. Just go on SoundCloud and search, search the Sports Chumps. All right, back to MLB. Yeah, it's, you get that. I didn't realize it's coming up quick. The trade deadline's Friday at five o'clock. Kind of sneaking up on us here, you know. Yeah. And we've been talking about it over the past couple of weeks on additions, subtractions, what could happen here with a lot of teams. And I keep telling you, I say, why if a team wants a player, just go get them. Look at Tampa Bay just added Nelson Cruz last week. Reason why is because a lot of teams wait to the last minute because they feel like they're still in it. They want to make that decision. Nobody wants to pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. So um, you saw Tampa Bay go all in with Nelson Cruz picking up a 41-year-old DH who still hits home runs. He's already got two with them. He's got 21 on the season. But you never see Tampa add salary. Cruz is not cheap. He makes a lot of money. But what they did was they they added Nelson Cruz, 41 years old, and they flipped Rich Hill, the 41-year-old left-handed pitcher, to the Mets because now they had to get rid of some salary. Well, the Mets they, are in, they're in, what are they, in the Central or they're, they're or in, the East? They're, they're, they're in the in NL East and they're in first, first right now. Yeah. So, and that division was supposed to be the best in baseball this year and it's been one of the worst. So, you got the Nationals who are out of it. The Marlins are dreadful. The Phillies have underachieved. They're like one game over. So, I mean, you know, that's been a tough So, you got the Sox year. are in first. Is it the White Sox are in, are in first in the, in the Central? Exactly. And who's? And um, I believe it's the, the Astros are in first. It, and the, okay, uh, and, and then you got the Mets in first. Yep, and you got the Brewers in the Central. Milwaukee, been, they're up like six or seven games. Too. Well, last time I, I liked Milwaukee, Cecil, uh, Cecil Cooper played for them. Yeah, and then you uh, and, and my boy Robin Yao. And you almost said Cecil Cecil Fielder too yeah. uh, when he didn't play for them. His son did. Yes. Prince Fielder yeah. was yeah. the what first baseman for him. He hurt his neck. He had uh, he got like a two hundred million dollar contract once, and then just then his neck gave out and he had to retire. Basically, yeah, Robin Yao was one of the best. No, I like Yao and Molotov are great together. Raleigh that was fingers. Yeah, no, no, they had great team, they had good teams in the early '80s. That yeah. was that was good baseball. Unfortunately, fortunately, they have a nice lead in the uh, in their division over the Reds right now. I believe. I Who's the West it. in the National League? Who's in? Well, it's the, the other than the Red Sox. The surprise of baseball is Gabe Kapler's San Francisco Giants. Okay. They're uh, sixty-one and thirty-seven. I believe they just they they've wow. been they've been unbelievable this year. So they've been. No, it's funny. I don't catch. 62 I don't catch and 37. a lot of the, the was it the West Coast games and stuff. I don't. Yeah, I'm up really, late, so it's like yeah. I watch a lot of Dodges and you know Dodges. Yeah. Speaking of the trade. Online, they're talking about Max Scherzer getting treated to the Dodgers possibly because former chump of the week Trevor Bauer has had um, his has had his suspension or whatever they want to call it a leave of absence extended by MLB because obviously he's done he did something and he may not pitch again this year so they're talking about Scherzer maybe getting traded to the Dodgers. Um, I was talking about the Brewers before. With uh, Christian Yelich, with the former MVP, 40 home runs a couple of years ago, he just got put on the COVID list. So luckily they got a nice little cushion. They're up 8 nothing in the third inning tonight. And um, they got a little cushion in their division. So hopefully they can get Yelich back and hitting again in the next 10 days because they're going to need him down the stretch. So um, back to the Red Sox. I, I just feel like this team has overachieved this year, but they are where they are right now. They've played 101 games and they're in first place. I really think that Heim Bloom is under the gun right now to do something to improve this team. I think he has to send a message to his team that, you know what, we're all in here. Yeah. And I think right now, you know, if you look at some of the positions, you always need arms. So I'll just start right there by saying you always need pitching. But 
their their black hole right now is 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 first base. They're getting no produ- production out of first base. I know you've thrown Rizzo's name out there a bunch of times. He'd be the clubhouse guy. Yeah, everyone's talking about how great he is in the clubhouse because he's not really producing. We don't need that. He's not really producing on the field no, anymore. We need someone. Red Sox have a phenomenal locker room yeah. this year, and, and they don't need Duh. a guy just because he's good in the clubhouse. So you know, a guy like Rizzo who's hitting two thirty four with thirteen homers and thirty six RBIs, he is on a, he is on a uh, an expiring contract. So maybe you could get him for not much. But I think there's better options for the Red Sox out there right now. The, I really the chemistry do. and the morale is up in the locker room because of 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 Cora. It makes a huge it's, difference. You could get whoever you want. You don't need anybody in the locker room. They need uh, field, field and hits. I guess last week when they were struggling at that little two and six thing before the All Star break, where they just weren't clicking. I guess um, on the plane ride, he told J.D. Martinez, you know how I feel about J.D. Yeah, boy. My boy. And he said, he goes, you're going to be hitting fifth now from third to fifth or fourth, whatever. And he you said, get he goes, I'll hit, I'll hit ninth if it means we're going to win. And he made a comment about Cora saying, boy, everything he does, like, you know, we were giving, we were riding him because the next night they went out and scored like 13. They moved Verdugo from number two. He's pinpoint. They moved Verdugo from two to six in the lineup, and all of a sudden he's hitting. He goes and hits a home run in the eighth inning last night when the, when the team's down a run, hits a two-run home, and they beat Toronto. So, I mean, you know, it seems like everything he does, every button he's been pushing has been working. You know, so so hopefully now Bloom can do his job in the front office and give Cora another first baseman to work with because right now it's not working. Danny Santana, who's on the disabled list, he's not the answer. Bobby Dahlback, the rookie who can hit a home run once in a while, is hitting like just barely above the Mendoza line. So right now they're working with Franchi Cordero at first base. Who, Frenchie who played, Cordero. Who played six games down at, at Worcester with the Woo, woo Sox. Woo <laughs> yeah, Sox. He clearly can't hit major league pitching, and they're really desperate at that position. Right now, I'm going to throw two names your way that a lot of people are not familiar with, but they're going to be familiar with them now. Um, uh, Carlos Santana, mm-hmm. not the singer. No, uh, was he? A, he was the guitarist, right? Yeah. Okay, he was in the group called Santana. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. so I'm trying to. I know that's your thing. That's yeah. why I gave you a chance to kick yes. in on that. He's one. legendary. But he's an on-base guy. He doesn't hit for a high average. He's only hitting 239 this year, but he does have 17 homers and 55 RBIs, and he's got 61 walks on the season where he's only struck out 64 times. So he's got a nice blend, even though he doesn't hit for a high average. I believe he would be under contract for another year. He's, he's on the Royals right now, and they're going nowhere. So they could maybe get him for maybe a mid-level prospect. He's a possibility. They also could look at um, first baseman, second baseman, Jonathan Scope from Detroit Tigers. He's been lighting it up this year. He's, uh, you know, he plays first and second. He's hitting 288 with 17 homers and 60 RBIs. Did so, your homework. Well, I, those are the guys I'm looking at right now because everyone's talking Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo because no. he's, the, he's the, 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 the safe play, they think. Uh, it, Bloom has to do something. It's not internal. It's not Rizzo. Rizzo isn't the answer. No. I think on the pitch in front, maybe we could use another reliever. Sawamura went on the DL. What, what's going on with um, Sale? No, um, the reliever that we were talking about last week. Kimbrell? Yeah, what's going I on? Heard, I heard Astros now. You said Phillies last week. We said Boston. Um, like I said, I don't know it's where two he... Two days left. I, yeah, I don't know where he fits with us. I think the Astros could use him. You put him at the back of that bullpen. Like I told you last week, if he goes to Boston, you got Bonds in the, in the ninth, you got Ottavino in the eighth, you're going to put him in in the seventh. If he goes to Houston, they got Ryan Presley closing now. He could pitch in the eighth, or they could flip Presley to the eighth and have him pitch the ninth. So they, there's a lot that Houston could do with him. That would be a big arm for Dusty Baker down the stretch. And he kind of looks like a Texas type guy. I think he actually is a Texas guy, but he's just got that. He's got that that look. Yeah. And he's had it. Like, we talked about his stats last week. Eleven hits in thirty something innings. He's been lights out this year. Yeah. So he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a definite a get for somebody. I don't think it'll be Boston. So we're gonna start a little segment. We're gonna start it on on episode. 
episode seven. It's going to be called. Uh, I, we we didn't really talk about this, but I'm going to come up with the name. It's called Stump the Dream. Seeing that this is a baseball question, I got an email from one of our loyal listeners, Anthony Mick. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and I have the answer. And I didn't. I did not ask Dean. I did not tell him anything about this. I believe he might have told you I had a little question yeah, for you. Yeah, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't right. want any any any. So heads I'm going to read up. the email. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm give you. I'll give you 30 seconds to to think about it. Do a little little silence for 30 seconds. All right. I'm not going to sing or anything for you, but we'll be silent. I'm going to read right off right off the email. All right. You can email us if anybody has any questions. You want to stump the dream? Email Mike. Email Mikey Nails. If you want to stump the dream, email Mikey Nails at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Do not email Dean. By the way, before you even say this, I, I mentioned this to you before the show. I still don't understand. Like, we're, we're in Johnston right now, and it's pretty nice out, and they get rained out at Fenway. I don't, I don't yeah, get that. I'm no. not a geography guy. I'm not a no. you know, weather don't worry, guy. Don't worry. Worry about the question. I'm right not now. Don't worry. The games, it's, you got a doubleheader tomorrow. You got a nice day off tomorrow. You could sit in the cave. You could put the central air on. You're saving it for tomorrow because it's not on tonight. Wow. And you can watch the game. Have a couple of Trulies. Relax. Right. Put your feet up on your new ottoman. Thank you for the Trulies, we'll Light the, the candle. I like the, the new ottoman. You yeah. can light the candle. All right. And I got tomorrow off, too. Maybe I'll stop by. We'll do a little, we'll do a little NBA PlayStation. You know? It's possible. All right. It's possible. All right. All right I'm so ready. Here's the question. I have a question for Dean the Dream. There is a former All-Star and World Series winner who has played for a Major League Baseball record 14 teams in 17 seasons. Name that player. Anthony Jr. asked this question. Wow. You got 30 seconds. Oh, no. Hold on a no, second. 30 seconds, pal. You can't pal. do that. No, no, no. No. You're the savant no, statistic that's, that's guy. That's not right. No, you got 30 seconds. You never no. said that. Bang it truly. Think about it. <laughs> want, me to, want me to repeat the question? No, yeah, I know what you said. 17 seasons. No, he played for 14 teams in 17 seasons, and he has a ring with somebody. Right, he's I'm got. Gonna, I'm going to repeat it, okay? Because okay. you're doing a little, you're doing a little ADD. No, I, I okay. Go All ahead. right, yeah. Go ahead. Drink the truly. I'll relax. drink. You talk. Go All ahead. Right. This is from Anthony Mick. I'm going to, I'm going to go slow and steady. I have a question for Dean the Dream. There is a former All Star and World Series winner who has played for a Major League Baseball record 14 teams in 17 seasons. Name that player okay i'm gonna give you all the time in the world you could think about no it's okay and, and we went through this last week when you were talking about the red sox and you said we were talking about players and did that factor in like you were saying best red sox player of all time teddy ball game i get it but when you say players i'm not saying a pitcher isn't a player because i'm a i've been a pitcher my whole life i consider myself a player no but when i think of players i think of position players i had a feeling this guy's a pitcher Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And I am going to go with, I am going to go, he, he had a nice career, but he bounced around, obviously. I'm going to go with Octavio Dotel. Is that your final answer? It is. You're wrong. Oh, man. So, Anthony Mick, you stumped the dream. Do you want the answer or no? Or do you want to research it? 14 teams. Can I repeat the question again? No, I know the, I know the, I know the question. I know, I, I know the question. It's not going to change anything. It's, it's a good right. question. Right. I remember Octavio I'll, Dotel I'll give you, I'll give pitched you a, a lot guess. of teams. It, he was my guest. I was I was comfortable with that. He played for a lot of teams, and I didn't. Do you I, want to know the answer? Oh man, I'm going to give you the initials. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. The first initial is E. The last initial is J. E J. E J. E J. Wow. 
14 teams. I mean, you seriously, you had to be lucky to get the ring. You had to suck to play for 14 teams. I mean, seriously. I mean, at some point, oh, I got it. God, and I thought of it too, but I, I, I'm, I was gonna go with Octavio Dotel. You switching it up? No, I can't do that. I already, I'm already okay. going. It's Edwin Jackson. Yes, yes. Dean the Dream. Yeah, but I didn't get it. Hey, I, but you know what? I, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the two banger. I took your two bangers to get it done. Let's see if I can. I'm, I want to salvage one thing because he played for 14 teams. Okay, I would like to at least get a shot to try to guess, and I, and we'd have to get this from Anthony later because I don't know this, and you're not going to know this. I'd like to know the team that he got the hardware with. We got, okay. as you would say, the chip. And I don't. He played for so many teams. Edwin Jackson. Good question. Octavio Dotel was the same kind of guy. They will re- well. Jackson was a swing guy. He was a reliever starter. And um, wow, good question. Hey, Mick's right on point though. Um, Anthony Mick, thank you for emailing us. Thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. Yeah, I'm sure Dean the Dream will uh, have some comments for you Sunday morning at the uh, basketball meet. I'm gonna say. And then after that, yeah. we got a little little league going on again. So- Let's talk about the salty. Well, talks. hold on. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out on a limb. And I, I know he played for so many teams, Jackson. I'm gonna say he got the ring with. I know he pitched for the. Cardinals at some point. I know he was on the Tigers, but they didn't win the World Series. He pitched for the D-backs. I'm going to say you got a ring with the, with, with the Cardinals. I'm just going to throw it out there. All but right, uh, well. I got it on my second crack. Not yeah, bad. not bad. Because he asked me a question off not air bad. last week, and it took me like nine guesses, and it was just retarded. I'm like, I, I just don't. Come on. He's like, you're killing me over here. But I, I did all right. Edwin Jackson. Good job, Mick. Some, someone just uh, someone that's listening to our show wants to stick it to me again and no, tell no, no, me no, again. No, no. no he 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 um, wrote in and he said, "JJ, I believe this is JJ. Is this JJ? Yes, this is JJ." And the answer to that is Jackson got his ring with the Cardinals in 2011. Yeah, and I'll go out on a limb and say he was. Thank you, JJ. Yeah, that was great. So I got that part. That's nice. I feel better now. But I don't even think he was on the playoff roster. He pitched for so many teams. He had a high. He used to throw high nineties when he came up. This kid. He was good. He threw hard. He was with the Dodgers. He bounced all over the place. Fourteen organizations. And let me tell you something. Some of those teams, I think he played. He had like more than one stint with them. So he was, you know, bounced around and went back to a team. And Solid. I mean, he yeah, and he just fizzled out a, a couple of years ago. He got a ring. So, not to get off sports, we're going to do a little local sports. I know you play hoop in the morning with the guys at our uh, Rainbow Gym. Then yeah. after that, you go hang out with the Salty Dogs. And how, how's that going this year? How, how's, how, how's baseball going this year, Dean? Well, I've been busy the last couple of weeks, so I've missed a couple of games. Uh, I think after the outing, I told you where I was lights out and I was great. I followed it up with a, with a stinker, so I got shelled the next game. But Took it happened. Well, it was just like one hit after another. They were racing to the bat rack. The guys were going up without helmets. I see the umpire's like, no, you got to put a helmet on. The guys were excited to hit off me. But I, had, you, everybody has one of those days, so <laughs> it's been a mixed bag so far, but I've missed a couple of games, and we, we've kind of been on a little bit of a losing streak, so we've lost the last couple. We're like 6-2 and two on where the are, season. Where are, where are you in the rankings? I think we're in second to Rebezo's Dodgers right now. Oh, Rebezo's, we must be eating out. Yeah, and I haven't been able to play against him i've missed Have the game to to i Ross? haven't talked to him but he's been supporting the show and nice. he's been like thank you frankie we appreciate yeah, it he's been like when he's, he's not happy either because his yankees are not doing well he's another diehard so yeah. the, it's over for the yankees no nah, I, I don't i'm not saying that yet it's, it's over for the yankees this year i'm saying that you don't have to say it i'll say it. the yankees it's over for the yankees i can't this bring year. myself to say it and don't and don't don't start at the red sox and all that it's over for the yankees don't, it's over. Well, again, I told you too. They could do whatever they want. They could, they, they, they could bring back Babe Ruth. It's not. I told happening. you as great as the Red Sox are doing. They got to win that division because you don't want to be in that one game. You know that one game wild card. You're one and done. You got to win the division. So I'm gonna stick to that. So the salty dogs are in second place. Yeah. The hoops is going good. Yeah. Your Sundays. It's your pre, it's your day to do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Not bad. Not a bad life you got there, kid. No, I'm trying to balance it all, you know. I like the three-day work week, I can tell you that much. All right, one of our favorite segments of the show is called Chump of the Week. This week, it's Chumps of the Week. We got a whole team and then, uh, and then some. So this week, the Chumps of the Week is the USA basketball team. It's pathetic what's going on. Awful. It's, Awful. It's, it's, I'm embarrassed. And I don't care if they come up this week and run the table and win the gold. You, you come out of the gates and you lose to France. They're up seven with 341 to go. They end up losing by seven. And, and it's just I, I just don't get it. And I know you've mentioned, is it a Popovich thing? Is it a coaching thing? I still think it's a player's thing, to be honest with you. But it's, There's it's, no morale. And, and France did break a 25-game winning streak by the USA Basketball. And they did win. They beat the uh, USA Basketball 83 to 76. It's unacceptable. It's, 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 it's awful. It, it was an easy chumps of the week. It was it was an easy call for us this week. I, I don't know say. if it's I don't know if it's because they were in the, a lot of the players were in the playoffs, if they're tired, if they don't want to play for Popovich. I heard that they were using a lot of the Spurs playbooks, playbook stuff. I don't know what's going on, but I mean Durant fouled out 21 minutes into the game. Well, I mean, if, if, Dur- if Durant came from Brooklyn, played for Nash last year, was Popovich supposed to say, all right, well, give me the Brooklyn play- playbook. Find out what Nash runs for plays. It's Popovich's team. You run his offense. Yeah. You know, Chuck and, Daly ran his and, offense. And, and, and you know I'm a Durant fan. I don't like him off the court, but I like him on the court. Yeah. He was one for 10 from three-point land. He fouled out with silly, 10. Silly, with, silly, silly dumb. Fouled out. You said he would have played 21 minutes? 21 minutes. And he fouled out with 10 points. That, that's almost like, this is where, where I say these guys do this on purpose because they don't want to go through the pain uh, of the, the, the right, bullshit. Right. I got to say one thing, though. is On the other side for France, Evan Fournier led the way with oh, 28 yeah. points. I do have a problem with that because the Celtics, that was the big acquisition at the trade deadline this year. And I don't remember him other than maybe one game where he was hot, where he pumped in 28 like that. So obviously, he had, he had a nice quote, and I don't blame him for saying it. He said the USA has more talent than we do, but we're, we're probably a better team. Rudy Gobert had, what, 14 points? 14 and 9, you said. Solid. Yeah, I mean, so Gobert, that's what he does, but his job is to block shots and, and alter shots on the interior. One uh, Three-time defensive player of the year for Utah. Jeru Holiday led the USA with 18 points. That's not bad considering he did just, no, but he did just come off playing with Milwaukee. So if I'm going to give a pass to anybody, I'd think say... Think about that. Just think about what you just said for a minute. He came off playing with Milwaukee, okay? I don't he. he he played, but not as much as he should have, or he didn't get a lot of playing time. But now you had Durant, who put in, a, you know, he put in a he put in a good year. Durant's a great player. He's he's one of the top players in the NBA, if not the best. Yeah. Okay. Now I know you don't like his antics off the court because he's a punk. I'm just gonna say he's a punk. No, he's not, I don't even I don't even know. No, nah, I don't even know if that's the word. He's punk is someone that's like like Chris Paul's got that little punk. He's got an sometimes. attitude problem. Yeah, he's but, a punk. Yeah. No, Durant's Durant. It's more like. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't consider him a punk. I consider him more just like a, he's a malcontent. He's not Kyrie, but he just looks like another guy that, like, no matter what, he's never going to be happy. He sits at those press conferences and he's looking at he you sulks. like. He sulks. He's a yeah, sulker. Yeah, he's a powder. I just, he's, it's, there's a difference. Is now, a, he's, I just, I don't now, know. Now, Magic Johnson made a comment. Now, I'm a, I'm a Magic Johnson fan. I don't know if you are. I mean, On the court. Yeah. Not, he made a comment off the court. Obviously, he doesn't play anymore. He said that in order for the USA basketball to win, they're missing one guy, and that one guy is LeBron James. 
If you're banking on a guy who's 37 years old, who's played 100 games for the last 18 years to save the day, you should have enough in-house there to win a gold. I don't they don't need that. LeBron James to win. Magic, forget Magic. No, and, and, no, and I He's disagree. He's still busy in Italy with his family. No, I dis- Enjoy your family. I disagree that. I disagree with that statement. You got you got Durant on that team. You got Draymond on that team. There's enough talent there. There's no excuse to come out and lose to France, an average France team that obviously wanted it a lot more. So it is, is, you know, like I said, they can go out and run the table. They still, they still chumped it this week. First game in the Olympics, Luca, forty-eight points. He almost broke a record. Unbelievable. And, he, and he's on Slo- Slovenia. They're not, they're not very good. He's, he's a one-man wrecking crew. He, he is tremendous. He is, he's, he's the next guy. He's, he's the league. At the end of the day, France wanted it more than USA. They outplayed them. The defense was horrible. They got to play better defense, and and that's what, what it comes down to. It's all who wants it more. I keep saying that over and over again. It's all yeah. who wants it more. You can't go, you can't go in the Olympics and just out and think don't take anything for granted a that's a okay and you can't go out there and you can't be moody and and, and sulking and unhappy you're in the olympics right you stop and, and, right. and of course i'm seeing all these tweets and all these well and all these media outlets talking about jason tatum how he's trying to talk talk bradley beal into coming to the celtics and beal obviously would have to get traded to boston but they're st louis boys they both grew up in st louis they're best friends my point is you're supposed to be worried about winning games at the olympics and we're not we're not here to recruit right now you do that on your own time win basketball games play defense stop worrying about subway commercials and win basketball games that's it just, just do go there and do what you were supposed to do. That's it. You don't worry about what's going on right now in America. Go there, play the games, go back to the room, sleep, play the games, go back to the room, sleep. Don't worry about Popovich. Don't worry about the Spurs playbook. Go uh, there and do your thing. I agree with you, but you think maybe that Popovich? I'm just saying he's getting seventies now. He's getting a little older. He's cranky with the media. Maybe he's ha- he is. Who would you have selected to be the coach? Popovich, probably. I still, okay. I still, I still like right. him. Well, then yeah. There you go. You know, I just, I, just because, listen, I know, I know you're going to, you say, I talk about Belichick all the time. There is a time when it's over. Yes. I got it. No matter how much of a time it is over, he's still one of the best coaches that ever lived, Belichick. Let's not get off Popovich. He's awesome. Yeah. He does, he has an attitude sometimes. He's not good with the media. He's a real jerk sometimes. He treats people like like crap sometimes. He does. I I don't like that. But the guy's dialed. No. So don't blame, don't blame losing on Popovich in the Spurs playbook. I highly doubt that he's just running the Spurs playbook. I, I don't see He was that. very similar to Belichick for years because it was almost like, all right, they lose players and they just plug another guy in and they keep winning. But let's face it, after Duncan retired, he hasn't, you know, and then Kawhi kind of yeah. left. Well, he doesn't have the talent. Kawhi, exactly. But they thought he could just plug in, you he know, He doesn't plug have and play. the talent in San Antonio, but he definitely has the talent right There's now. There's no excuse to not win with this ball club. And it's, not, it's, not Popovich, it's not Popovich's fault. It's the player's fault. Yeah. If you're not motivated and you're saying you're going to go, don't go. Don't, Give someone else don't a go. chance. Don't go. Don't go. Stay I will. Home. I will say this: when Beal Beal tested positive for COVID, a couple of guys went on the COVID list. I think Zach Levine did play. He was possibly going to be out, but I saw the additions they made. They added Javel McGee to the roster. I mean, he, he's 32. He looks like he's about 60. He's he's got a lot of tread on his ties. I'm just saying the roster isn't the best roster they've ever run out there. And I'm not trying to compare it. Obviously, there's never. It's gonna, still better than any team that's it, in the Olympics. It, it, exactly. I, although I will say the teams around the world now, it's more global. They have closed the gap. No doubt about it. There's a lot of good players overseas. I'm not overseas. saying they haven't, but it's still the United States of America. It's the best professional sports country in the world. I agree with you. Well, name one thing that we're not good at at sports that we can't win, except right now, basketball, obviously. Yeah. We, we suck. The it's wim- embarrassing. The, the women kicked ass. The Chuck night. Daly's rolling over in his grave. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I'm going on and on. I'll stop. No, I don't want you to stop. It's, it's all good stuff. It's, I mean, all, it's all... I'm embarrassed. They should be embarrassed. They should... They should be... In, and, and if... 
I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be too, too angry and, and, and too vulgar because they have a game it, tomorrow. It's, and it's okay. There's a there's a strong possibility that they might get their heads out of their asses and they might actually look like NBA players that are making twenty, thirty, forty million a year. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, moving on real quick. We're going to just tie into the Olympics real quick because we're talking about the Olympics in Tokyo right now with no fans. Uh, the women's hoop team, they won like 50 straight, I think. They, yeah. they, they're, they're locked they're in. They're doing a great job. The uh, the women's softball team, I was actually watching some of that. They were running the table. They had won four games. They lost to Japan 2-0 in the finals. So right. they got they got that. a medal, but they didn't get gold. But they, they were very competitive. They, they did a great job. Um, obviously, the big, big story of the day, and I know we haven't touched upon it or talked Talked much about it, but um, Simone Biles, she's the gymnastics legend around here. She's got all the all the you know all the accolades, all the endorsements. Uh, she withdrew because of mental health, and there's a lot of people that are on both sides of that. That you know, some feel bad for her, some say you know what, it's like. Come Is on she now. saying there's too much stress over there? What's yeah, what's pretty the, much. Yeah, it sounds like she just. She Is just, it a COVID thing or she no? Was, what is it? What, what no, mental I don't, health? I, I I listen. Obviously, I haven't been all over it, but it sounds to me like she you know her quote was this is supposed to be fun and it's not. Okay, and I'm saying to myself, can I be honest with you? And I feel bad if there's something really wrong with her so Absolutely. i don't i don't know what's inside a person's yeah. heart or inside you don't know what's going but you on you know what there. it's supposed to be fun yeah it is supposed to be fun but it's competition those people train for years to get to that point like that's an important and she was in a team event with the gymnastics so i guess they ended up with silver instead of a chance at gold or whatever i'm just i'm just saying and now they i guess she's got the chance to do some individual stuff will she still do the individual stuff even though she bowed out of the the, the team thing I, I don't have all the facts i'm just saying you know what people don't understand i don't mean to interrupt you because no, i don't want to supposed be... to interrupt me i'm waiting for you to interrupt what i don't me. understand is people don't understand the olympics these people aren't getting paid they might get paid after with sponsorships and stuff this people are... she's making cheddar hang on one second okay the, let me get a couple of words in tonight go ahead all right there's people that the overseas that train from five years old all the way up until 18, however old they are when they're in, in the Olympics. They go there and, they, and they, 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 they go there to show off for one hour, okay? So for her to do this and say her mental health, whatever, I don't know what's going on upstairs. It's none of my business. I, do I feel for her if there's a problem? Absolutely. But she's disrespecting the other people that are in competition, okay? Because they work their asses off their entire life. And then when, they, when they're done with the Olympics... They go back to doing nothing and not making any money. When she comes back over here, she's making millions on a, on, on a Kellogg's cornflake box. So she should probably think about what she's doing and maybe, just maybe, she should be not ungrateful. She's in the fucking Olympics. Act like it. Okay? Okay. Point point taken, and I am glad you kicked in. You were emphatic about it, and, and I, I, to some degree, agree with you. The fun comment to me was just almost like, really? It's supposed to be fun? Yeah, fun is winning, number one. Fun is competing, and now it's like, you know what? They take that so serious. I get it. Like you said, they trained since they're five. They probably lost their childhood. I get all that, but they reap the benefits from it, and like you said, well, they ain't getting paid, but they sort of are getting paid. You know I'm gonna what I'm make, saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare something, and I know no one wants to hear this because Bruce Jenner or whatever, Caitlyn Jenner, I don't know what, what his name is. He was in the, what, the triathlon. Okay, that's one of the hottest things in the Olympics. And back then, they were wearing garbage equipment, and they had garbage things. They had no support or nothing. No matter how much of a crazy person he is or whatever he wants to do, that's his opinion, and, I, and, and I'm not against anything he does. Yeah. If he wants to do all that stuff, that's cool. Let him do him. It doesn't bother me either way. I go to bed and put my head in the pillow at night. But imagine if Bruce Jenner said, no, nah, I can't do the triathlon because of uh, mental health problems. Yeah. Just think about that. This guy's doing the triathlon. She's doing gymnastics. I'm not saying gymnastics isn't hard, but it's a little triathlon and gymnastics are two different things. Right. Bruce Jenner never back. The, the guy was a solid Olympian. 
Yeah, no matter how and he Mark turned Spitz. that. Yeah, no, it, oh, it could keep God. going on and on. Kyle Lewis. Um, who's the kid a few years ago? The kid that smoked weed. Michael Phelps. Michael Unbelievable. Phelps. I mean, that was must-see TV. This, uh, God, there's so many people we can go on and on and on. And, and, and I'm not saying that she doesn't have a problem. Put the problem aside. Deal with it. Get through the Olympics. Win the gold medal. That's what you're there for. Not to go there and say, no, I can't do the team thing because I have mental health problems. And if she, goes, if, she goes, if she does go and do the individual thing, that's... 100% wrong. I'm just speculating on that. I don't know if that's even an option. I heard that there was something where she still has some individual events that she could do. Oh, now all of a sudden you're okay? I would really have a problem with that. If you bow it out, just bow out. Go home. Look, I'm, at, I'm look, at, look at who's the girl that got hurt when, um, not Mary Lou Renton, the other girl. Uh, Tanya Harding? No, no, she got, no, no, she got, no. <laughs> Didn't she have someone clip the other, she had yeah, someone she, clip Harding, yeah, right? Was yeah, it? Tanya Harding had what's her name? She had, clip. who's the guy, Galuli? No, the ice skater. What are we doing other? over Nancy, here? Nancy uh, Kerrigan. Kerrigan, okay. Yeah, so wait a minute, no, the other girl that was in, it was, I don't know what her name was, she was doing like the gymnastics and she hurt her leg and she was limping and then she won the gold medal, remember? I don't know who it was, but she was great. Mary Lorette was amazing. It was Mary Lorette, but she wasn't yeah, her. It wasn't it was her. another girl. It was another girl okay. that was after that. But okay. She didn't go out because of mental. She didn't go out for an injury. She still right. went. But I'm saying go home, right? Do you agree with me? If you if you're, if you got a problem, I wish you the best. I hope you get the help you need, leave. but go home. I don't want to see go you stay. again. Yeah. You don't yeah. deserve to stay. Go. Go home. They say she's like 24 and she's made all the I mean, she's made money. And I'm just saying, through the, through the endorsement, she's, she's killed it. Yeah. Come live in my house. <laughs> we'll talk about mental health. Well, listen, I, you. I know you don't have it easy. You came in a couple of night, couple of weeks ago and you said, and I, I respect that. You know, I, I get it from I get it from here, I get it from here, and I gotta get it from you now. So it was like, you know, you I don't know, know what it's like. No, I, I do. So don't do. don't give me the bullshit mental health. I don't it's have the significant other thing to get get whacked by, but it's like, I, you know. And you know what? I, I and I'm not I'm trying to You're not making light of it either. No, it's, I'm trying to play two sides here. I really hope deep down inside that nothing is wrong. Listen. If she does have a problem, you got to put that aside. You're in the Olympics. I'm going to see it one more time. Act like it. That's it. I just had a problem with the fun comment because I'm saying to myself, it's not. Fu- it is fun, but it's it's you take it seriously. Don't say it's oh, it's just the it's just a game. No, it's a lot more than that. People are there. They put their whole lives on that. And there's other people like you just said that are relying on you tonight. So get it done. And then you know what? But if she's got a serious problem, you're going to tell me all of a sudden at that moment she just didn't enjoy herself anymore. I don't. I don't buy that. It's bullshit. I don't buy that part of it. Yeah. So hopefully right. everything works out there, but that was, you know. I didn't mean our, to get worked up to all our no, loyal but listeners, was, but it, it aggravates me when, that, that when these was, people do all this crazy stuff. That was our Olympic take. Hey, listen, it's a typical Tuesday here in the cave. Sports chumps, Mikey Nails, Dean the Dream, getting it done. We're on Facebook Live. We're, uh, we're, we actually got we're, listeners. We, uh, that's great. I know we're winding down a little bit. We still got um, a little bit of hockey, and we still got that NBA thing that we, uh, that we yeah, want, we we're, want we're to get to. Here. We're going over big so, time, but that's all right. How far over are uh, we? We're over. We're over by- We already hit an hour? Yeah, we're, after, we're, we're after an hour. Really? Yeah, we're at a minute five. An hour five. All right. We're just going to keep going until yeah. we hit the topics, and then you want to do your little edit thing. That's your gig. No, no. We're going to keep this whole podcast up. Really? No, we're going to rock it. Yeah. Okay. All right. What are we doing? What's going on next? All right. I know what we're doing next. The NHL. Okay. We're going on. Uh, let's move on to the NHL. Little quick yeah. uh, segment that I want to get out there. You are listening to the Sports Chumps. You could check us out at thesportschumps.com. That is our website. All social media outlets. Just search the Sports Chumps. You could email us if you want to try and stump the dream. Email Mikey Nails at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, email Micah Dean. The email is thesportschumps at gmail.com. Check us out on SoundCloud. Just search the sports jumps. All of our podcasts are up there. Dean the Dream, NHL. Let's go. All right. Obviously, it's um, 
you know, a lot of fans around Boston, around New England, a little disappointed that the Bees, the Boston Bruins, went out in the second round of the playoffs this year. But uh, it looks like they're starting to put the guys that they had there, they're bringing some of the guys back for another run. Um, we don't know about Rask behind the net right now, but they did resign uh, Taylor Hall, the left wing that they picked up from Buffalo yep. midseason, who flourished when he Solid. came. To, yeah, he played 16 games. He had eight goals, six assists, and just looked like a different guy. It's the former hot trophy, trophy winner who's been on some really bad teams in his career. He got a nice team-friendly deal, but good for him also. Last year, he was playing on a one-year deal for $8 million. Boston gives him a four-year deal for $24 million to return to Boston to play on the left wing um, and, and give them a boost, and, and hopefully he just seems to fit in Boston. The Boston Bruins is a very solid organized organization. Yeah. Solid. I, 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 this could look like the Celtics of the, you know, 2008 to the current time where I think the fans are looking for more than one cup. You know, they got that cup in 11 when Tim Thomas was standing on yeah. his head and they just, they wrote, they ran the table and you had Marshand and Berger on there. Those guys are getting old now. Yeah, he was unbelievable in that, in that postseason. He was just amazing. I hope everything's okay with, with Tuca. Wasn't something going on with his family or something? Well, that was last year in the bubble when he kind of left. And was, a lot of people kind of got sour on him after that. But something happened. Well, was, no, was, it was, something was wrong with, yes. Something was wrong with his daughter, it turned yeah. out. And, you know, you, you don't want he, that. You don't want that. But they said his, his heart was never. That's the, something wrong with your family is a different. reason to leave. That's different. But they're saying that something, you know, something in the bubble last year, like he didn't want to be there in the first place. Maybe it was because of that. Then just don't don't be there. So obviously, um, you know the Bruins are starting to put things back together. There's also a report out there by NHL dot uh, saying that um that David Krejci is going to be coming back on a one year deal also. So I think he teamed up with uh he's a center, so he teamed up with uh with Hall. So it looks like they're going to put their lines back together, keep the team they got, and make another run at it, and try to make a couple of moves in free agency and, and see where they can go with this team. Um, I've never been to a Bruins game, but I did go to a Providence Bruins game. Uh, a friend of mine. Uh, gave me tickets. He had uh, glass seats. Yeah. It was a, quite an experience. All right, I've been to one live hockey game in, in Boston to see the Bruins. They lost, but I, I was at mid. I had mid ice seats. Oh, nice. I took a friend of mine who did a big favor for me. And I, I got to admit, as much as hockey may be my fourth sport of the four majors, it's, there's nothing like live hockey. No, I got to tell you, it was awesome. it was unbelievable. A lot of energy. Oh my God! You just say back, forth, back, yeah. forth. Sometimes when you're watching on TV, I love the playoffs. playoffs well, you know what it is on TV? It's tough to follow the puck. I'm not saying that it's. Not everybody, but it's it's better when it's a hockey game is in, more enjoyable. Is that even a word? More enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. A hockey game is more enjoyable when you're live at the arena. I got to ask you before I move around the league with a couple of trades that just happened. Did you get to see the um during I think right around the holidays? Did you get to see the outdoor game that the Bruins? I played? saw. I saw like a quick like two three minutes. That was it's sick. amazing, isn't it? That was sick. It's they amazing. Played, they played the the Flyers, and I guess they had their number this year. Anyways, they yeah. beat the Living Daylights out. I would love to go to one of it those. It was so pretty. That was in um. Was that Lake Tahoe or something? I'm not. It was on the lake, wasn't yeah. it? On the lake, gorgeous. Yeah. It was amazing, and the play is like I don't know where the clubhouse was, but you saw them kind of like skate into like in, in, during the intermissions, and I yeah. don't know where they went into some. It's bubble. just a great thing to be. It's 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 an experience. Oh my god! Experience. And I was just happy that the Bruins were a part of it, and they won the game, and it was just it was the highlight of the season actually. But jumping around the league a little bit, um, the Chicago Blackhawks they're loading up for another cup run. They acquired goalie Mock. Andre Fleury from the Vegas Knights. Now, Fleury feels like he got sandbagged on this deal. He didn't know it was coming. He's a 17-year veteran, a three-time Stanley Cup champ. He's 36 years old, and he's thinking about maybe retiring. He may not report to Chicago. I mean, Chicago's a good franchise. You may want to think twice about that. Um, actually, in 2021, this past season, he won his first Vezina Trophy, 26-10 on the season with a 1.98 goals against in um, 
over the course of the season. So he's kind of mulling over whether he wants to keep playing or not. I hope he does. He's one of the great goalies that we've had in this league over the last uh, 17 years. So um, bouncing around a little bit, the Washington Capitals resigned future Hall of Famer Alexander Ovechkin to a five-year, $47.5 million deal. He's a sniper, 35 years old. Led that's them. that's a big contract for he, hockey. He was making Huge. he was making more than that before, but now he's thirty five. They, they he was making annually. He had a hundred million dollar contract. What's the average dog span on hockey? Do you know the, the, they, the age span? They play forever. They come out of the AHL. Those guys come up at nineteen. They play till they're forty. Yeah, sometimes they don't yeah. they don't get the money they deserve. Those guys no, they get beat up. Guy, you know what I mean? Course. Guys with no teeth were running around. Yeah, you're, 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 you're running around on skates. Crazy. It's nuts. But um, I, I was even I mentioned to you before the show that he's got seven hundred and thirty career goals. He's sixth all time. I think Gordie Howe is fifth. There's Marcel Dion. There's a bunch of guys on that list. You know who he's chasing? The great one. Wayne Gretzky is all time first on the list at 894 goals. So, you know, the way the game is played today, you don't see guys, Gretzky score 100 goals and get 100 assists. Those days are over. The way the rules are, nobody does that anymore. So right now I'd have to say that it's a long shot that he'd get another... He needs 70 and 90. He needs 164 goals. He'd have to probably play another five seasons to do it. Nah. He's 35 years old, guys. Played till they're 40. Yeah. Yarami Yaga played till he was 44, 45. Yeah. yeah. But he's one of the great ones. So obviously, the uh, Capitals are happy to have Alexander Ovechkin back in the fold. Ovechkin. Right, right now, it's, it's, it's the free agent frenzy right now in the NHL with, with guys signing. And um, we'll see what the Boston Bruins can do to fit some guys under their salary cap. They did sign Brandon Collo a couple of weeks ago, their defenseman, for a four year deal. Deal. Uh, so they got him back in the fold. They de- the Bruins need help on defense. They need help with the blue line. They made some moves at the deadline, but I think they need they need a little bit more help. And we'll see. Uh, Charlie McAvoy can't be on. We're gonna try and go to a game. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, we you can't have McAvoy on an island all by himself. He needs some help on the blue line. Then let's see if uh, Don Sweeney and Cam Neely can bring them that help and try to get that next cup in Boston. Because that'd I be think a beautiful that, thing. It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. So that's my hockey wrap for the week. So that's your take on the sports chumps for hockey, NHL. Dean the Dream, Mikey Nails. Moving on, uh, we are going to do a little comparison with the 1996 NBA draft compared to the 03-2003 NBA draft. Obviously, you know, I admitted to you that like very seldom do you see me like clip something from something I see online. You or never anything. do that. You're, no, always, you're I'm, original. I'm usually with my own stuff, but I just it looked fun. So I just thought we could, you know, grab a segment out of it when I saw that that they compared the 96 draft, which was highlighted by the late Kobe Bryant, to the 2003 draft, which you called LeBron the GOAT last week, even though he's just the GOAT of this era. Yeah, I don't think he's... That's okay. what I meant to say. Yes, I I'm going to correct myself. That's he's okay. the GOAT. He's no Michael Jordan. He's the GOAT of the era. And clearly, Michael Jordan is the GOAT of all and time. And clearly the GOAT of this era. He is. Yes. The last 18 years. Now, I'm just going to make a strong comment before you go any further. Now, the 96 draft had a lot of good players... I think the best player to be the biggest bust out, I, I, I don't mean bust out, to be the biggest lunatic, I'm going to use that word lunatic, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's doing amazing actually right now, but he did flip out a little bit. He was on YouTube saying he was going to kill himself, and he tried to kill himself, doing all these crazy things. He's, he, this is just as a guy that probably has some mental health issues, but he straightened out. So I have to give it to him. I'm talking a little shit about him, but he did straighten out, and he's doing very well overseas. Stefan Marbury, Mr. New York. The kid was an incredible, incredible, incredible player, and then he flipped out, 
As soon as he hit Boston, he flipped out. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not I'm not privy to that. I actually I know that he bottomed out, and he, yeah, the NBA didn't want him anymore. But I was under the impression he went to China. I know he's making sneakers years ago, but I guess in China he started making his sneaker brand again, and they love him. Yeah, and one. I don't I don't remember anything about a suicide attempt or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, he was that. on YouTube. He was talking all nutty. He was yeah, like, look, he was. I don't. I know believe what was going you on. if you say yeah. it. And I, I'm going to take your word for it. I just know that it might not have been YouTube. I, might have been like social media or something. My opinion of him as an NBA player, I think he was more of a statistical guy and you know not a winner to me came out of georgia no. tech he was yeah. a top three pick in the draft an absolute stud um but uh Marbury wasn't my kind of guy at the nah. nba level he, he he um reminded me of um the other player i think he was from new york um uh, not kenny anderson um well he came out of georgia tech also they played yeah they, i know yeah. and then it was travis best he came out of georgia yep, tech from, there, no this guy was it uh Go on, I'm gonna think of him. Okay, I I, I I got him in my mind. He was an unbelievable ball handler. But it was funny that you brought up Marbury, like because I got him at the end of the list in '96. Obviously, the '96 draft was highlighted by the great Kobe Bryant, who won five championships, and then of course Allen Iverson, who I believe was the number one pick in that draft, mm-hmm. came out of the came out of Georgetown. Not a huge AI fan. I know he shook it on Jordan one time. He crossed him over. All right, great. He took a couple of real bad Philly teams, though, to the finals with Eric Snow and Motombo. He's an 11-time All-Star. Yeah, no, wow. He was. All right, yeah, no. I, listen, AI's legit. I just wasn't a huge fan. Um, Ray Allen, obviously, with the Celtics, won a championship, got another championship with the Miami Heat. Back to Allen Iverson, Rookie of the Year in 97. No, he was great. He was great. I I just, maybe I just didn't like him. Maybe nah, I just you know why you didn't like him? Because he was a thug. Yeah, you don't like dogs. You're not a dog guy. You know before he you're got, a lover, not a fighter. You know before he got to Georgetown, he did a year in jail. I know all about. He him. was he was a, a, yeah, he got he an, was a, an event in a what's bowl. His name? What's his name? John Thompson saved him. Yeah. yeah, probably he got him out of a Virginia like he was in a bowling alley incident. He did a year in jail. So I mean, I just I'm not an idol. Who's the guy. point guard? Rod Rod Strickland. Yeah, that's who I'm. He was another head case. He was yeah. a good player though. Stephon Marbury and him were the same. They're head cases. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Marbury was more, better long range shooter. I think yeah. uh, I think uh, Strickland was more of a slasher, a driver. Yeah, he yeah. was he was good with the ball. Came out of DePaul back mm-hmm. in the day, yeah. but um, and then of course another guy from the, that '96 draft was Steve, Steve Nash, who was a two time MVP, but um, played obviously his great years were with Dallas and Phoenix. I think he played twice for Phoenix. Started with Phoenix, went to Dallas, then went played with Nowitzki for a bunch of years, and then went Derek. back to Phoenix. Two time um, MVP. Did you say that? I did, but All he right. never got a, he never got hardware. Never got the chip, but he did get a chip as a co- we would just talked about this he doesn't have a championship as a player but as a um yeah we're scraping now as an executive yeah, well, or whatever no, a consultant a consultant all yeah. right yeah so he's so he, so he did nothing okay yeah. i guess the, you know so the, the moral of the story is here we're looking at the 96 and the 03 drafts and the question on sports center was which draft was better so you got uh, kobe you got kobe who's completely legendary a top five yeah. player all time 20 years at the and lakers got, yeah and you got lebron who's bounced around and done that super team thing but he's got four rings from the 03 draft uh, you know, obviously he's still playing, so we know he's one of the greats. Then you got D Wade, who had a great career with Miami. Uh, kind of left for a little while to go to Cleveland and Chicago. That didn't work out. Came back to Miami and finished his so career. So are you are you doing this draft to compare LeBron and Kobe? Is that what you're no, doing? No, I'm trying to. Well, figure let's compare LeBron I'm trying to and fig- Kobe. Let's do that quickly. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Who do you got? If you if you if you if you had to go five on five, and your last two picks were LeBron or Kobe, okay. And forget about the other. Well, well, it wouldn't be the last picks. They'd be the first picks no, you have to take. I know, I know that. Okay. I know that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're making me sound dumb. Now. No, you're not dumb, but you know what Droops. I'm saying. You know no what? comments, Droops. I don't no. want to hear any no. comments. No, neither one of those guys. Stevie D. 
they're not know the, your role. They're not the ninth and tenth pick. It's not like Dean Salitro on a Sunday morning at Raynones where it's like the bottom of the barrel and they say, "All right, we'll take." All Dean. I'm saying is, if if your last two picks, Oof. if your last pick was either LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, who you going with? I'll give you some time. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, it's tough. That's so tough. It's not tough for me. I'm 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 going with Bryant. So am I. He's smoother. I like LeBron's brute strength. I just think Kobe's more I think polished. LeBron, I think that Kobe is better under pressure. Yeah. Well, LeBron's done it under the pressure, I'm not too. saying he hasn't. Okay. But I think in a pressure situation, if you had to give the ball to LeBron or Kobe, you're giving it to Kobe. I mean, there are many people that are going to say and that. And the difference is when Kobe walks off the court and if he misses it, he's not going to be, he's not going to sulk. He's going to say, I took the shot. It's on okay. my shoulders. I'm coming yeah. back. I'm going to win the game. I think there's a lot of people out there that, of course, the nip, the naysayers and the nitpicky people are going to say, well, he got his first three were with Shaq, and he, had, he rode his coattail. He didn't ride anybody's no, coattails. No, Shaq was riding Kobe's well, coattails. Well, no, Shaq was in his prime then, too. Nobody was riding. The only time Shaq rode coattails. Shaq was for, great. He's a great player. He's lazy. No, the only time Shaq mooched a couple of rings is when he went to the Heat, and he was with D. Wade. He was not He was past his prime by then. So I'm just saying, listen, let's give let's give. I'm giving Le- Shaq his due. He's, a, he's right, one of the okay. top. Even though he's not the subject here. No. Um, I'm going to, by a... By a little bit of a not by a landslide i'm giving it to kobe just because i just liked his game better and kobe defended also he was you know maybe not the strong didn't have the brute strength as, as lebron james but he was uh he was definitely the real deal so obviously if you ask me to pick which draft was better and i'm gonna just throw the rest of the names out you and i feel the same way about carmelo we're not gonna waste time he's no. a gun he scored a ton of points chris bosh was a complimentary player who got two rings on you know from that draft and he and he's when he was with Toronto, they stunk. He, he wasn't, He's overrated. He wasn't effective till he went to uh, Miami, had his career cut short by blood clots, and he's yep, healthy now, thank hope, God. Thank God. And David West got a ring with uh, with the Warriors near the end of his career. He was a tough player, David West. Yes, um, but if you ask me to like sum it up, I would probably say I'd give the 96 draft an edge just a little bit because Ray Allen, Steve Nash... You know, and even though you said AI was an eleven-time All Star, I'm going to give them the, give the '96 draft the nod as far as just a little bit over the O three. I have no argument there. I can't argue with you there, but I will argue with you that you're not an Allen Iverson fan. But the guy was phenomenal. Yeah, he I, was just, phenomenal. I don't know what it is I didn't like about I mean, Iverson. Ray Allen's a two-time champion, 08 and thirteen. Guy was great. Guy, no, guy's no. one of the best sh- pure shooters. In the NBA, in in one of the best, one of the games on the line. I mean, I, no, I agree with you. Obviously, moving on, we're we're up against the clock a little bit here, but I I just wanted to mention on the NFL side, you got camps opening up, things are moving fast now. Aaron Rodgers, the baby, he finally reported they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna trade back for Randall Cobb to give him his wide receiver back, so he doesn't bitch and complain. So he's gonna he's gonna work, I guess, on his regular contract, but I guess they have an agreement where they still will trade him after the season. So, but it's for, only one year he signed, right? It's some crazy I, thing. I don't know. But they were trying to give him that extension, remember? To make him yeah, the richest, but I saw you know, I saw on ESPN like a little, you know the um what do you call it the thing across the breaking news thing on the yeah, the, he, you know. he signed what is that called the ticker the ticker yeah okay he signed a one year I don't know what happened with his I don't know the whole deal with the contract but yeah. supposedly he signed a one year contract and after that year is up he can be traded. Yeah. So I don't know what I think they made a mutual agreement that you know yeah. what play the season out and then at the end of the year we'll trade you. I don't want it, to it'd be, just trade it'd be him terrible now. if he went in and he was. A bum. I don't. Yeah, but I don't see how you you, you come in with a mindset knowing that like, yeah, all right, well, I'm here, but I'm really don't want to be here. So like, how do you play this year? I'm just saying. I, it just makes me wonder. But anyways, jumping around the league a little. Patriot tight end Devin Asiasi, who's lost in the shuffle now because the Patriots signed uh, Hunter Henry and Jono Smith. He's out with COVID, even though he is vaccinated. So he's going to be out for a little while. And the New Orleans Saints. 
But they're really spinning their wheels. They signed former Patriot Super Bowl winner Chris Hogan, wide receiver Chris Hogan, wow. to a free agent contract. He was just, he had given up football. He was playing lacrosse. That's aggressive. Trying to play some some pro lacrosse. I don't know what the Saints are doing. Drew Brees retired. No one, they don't really, they got Jameis Winston and uh, Taysom Hill to throw the ball to him. So I don't know what's really going on there. I'm going to make this quick statement to Sean Watson. He's in trouble. Yeah, okay. I mean, you said 10 girls came to the forefront. Or he's 22 got 22 charges, 22 charges he's against him. He's, he's another guy. He shows up for camp, but he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be traded. You touching him right now? I don't want him on my team. I'm not even looking at him. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I still have a, I hate to do it to you. I know we're, we're up against No, we're not, no clock. This is a okay. podcast, buddy. We got no clock. I got no work tomorrow. This is it. I know this exactly. And then, this and I'm done. That's right, it. Well, you do your thing. I know you got, let me, let me see your notes here Go for ahead. a second. All right, let me see. What do we got over here? Boy, you wait like a chicken. I, my penmanship's awful. It's brutal. You, 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 you know, I can't some, read my some own of, sometimes. Some of these words are backwards. You okay? <laughs> Do you think I'm okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> what are we doing over here? Listen, sports chumps winding down here in the cave Tuesday night, July 27th, as, as our last segment of the night always is. It's this day in sports history. Yes, July 27th, the seventh episode. I like that. Yeah, sevens across the board. If we were gamblers, you'd be playing sevens yeah. uh, or Kino. Is Droopy, is he a gambler? Droops? No, no. Not, not to my knowledge. How about Stevie D? I hope not. He wouldn't be very good at it. No, he's to save your money, Stevie D. All right, all right. You know? all right so what do you got? Well, so in this day in sports on July 27, 2011, it was kind oh, of a it was kind of back. a weak pool. Of, of, uh, I, I didn't enjoy what I saw. I was like, I I, and I contemplated a couple other things. Like Greg Maddox won his 299th game on this day, but you know, I would have said if it was the 300th. You know what I mean? Pete Rose broke Ty Cobb's singles record with like 3,000 change on this day, but I, you know, he also broke Cobb's record eventually for hits, which yeah. was 4,200. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. I know you don't think so, but he does. Well, I mean, somebody got those 4,279. Yeah. So whatever. No, you, you know, yeah. yeah. But on this day in history, Irvin Santana, who's still active, actually hanging on a banana peel, he wow. uh, pitched a no hitter against the Cleveland Indians, a three to one victory. Okay. Um, the reason why I mention this is because uh, because they won the game three to one. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a purist. I'm, I'm a stat guy, not a stat geek. But um, my problem with it is he gave up a run. Yeah. And to me, this should be an asterisk. To me, a no-hit has to be a no-hit, no-run game. So that's why I went with this. And How I, many no-hitters do you have? In, in my lifetime, yeah. I threw two. That's beautiful. With the salty dogs? No. Oh, Rebezos. Not, not at that level. It was a little younger. Are you doing Little League? Yeah. You doing Little League? Next, Cranston? Cranston American. I'll show you the ball. It was my first ball. Oh, you got ball. it signed? My, no, my dad signed the ball. That's beautiful. After I did it. Yeah. It Is it like, in a box? It's, you got it's, it in a box? Like? It's, in a, it's in a ball holder. That's I'll show phenomenal. It yeah, Good eventually. for you. It was, um, it was 1982. But even that, it was it was a six inning. I know. I, I here we go. I, 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 I have not I, tried I know. to clear You've been my good tonight. I need, I need a bottle. And here we go with the bottles. I, I, I need the Stoli. Play me a song with the bottles. <laughs> I need the Stoli. But, um... No, so uh, I threw a no hitter at the age of ten, but it was at least it was it was a six inning game, legit, because that's what Little League was, six innings, and I pitched a shutout. So like you have to have a shutout when you see the run there, it just looks tainted. I wonder to me. where all those stats go when they keep the box scores. I wonder where they all go. Well, they go to the, in, in Major League Baseball, they no, go to I, the I, Elias Sports. That I know. Okay. Talk about Little League. They, well, I, obviously they I must, kept my own. Yeah, it's phenomenal. How's that truly? Excellent fruit punch. Yeah, so obviously the, the one-run thing stuck out to me. I just think there should be an asterisk on it. You should have a complete game, no hit, no run game. And, and here's another stat on, on Irvin Santana. I looked it up. He's 30. I knew he was still pitching because he pitched against the Red Sox a couple of months ago. He's working out of the bullpen in middle relief for a terrible game. How old is he? He's 38. 
So he's pitching. He was, yeah, so uh, in 2011 he was 28. Yeah. So he's you know he's got some tread on the ties. But um, he was with the LA Angels at the time. Came up in 05. He's actually had a pretty good career. Um, right now he's 0 and 1 with a 5.90 ERA coming out of the pen this year. So he, I, I realized you know a lot of guys don't want to give it up. But if I had to, if I had to take a guess, nails to to say why this guy's still toiling, he has he hasn't had a win whether it's out of the bullpen or as a starter since 2017. Okay, uh-huh. and in that season he did go 16 and eight. So it seemed like he kind of bottomed out the last three seasons. You had the COVID season, so you throw that out. But I looked at his career numbers. He's 149 and 128 with a 412 ERA. He's got 149 wins. If he can just pick up maybe another win out of the bullpen, it's 150 wins. That's a solid. pretty good That's career. Solid. That's a pretty good career. Solid. So if I had to guess, I don't care what anybody says, especially when you're on a bad team, you play a little bit for yourself and individual and stats and all that. He must be trying to say, I'd be saying, just give me one more stop. If yeah. I can get a five-inning outing. Yeah. But he can come in in one inning and get a win. You got it. So hopefully he does get that win. I don't think he really deserves that no-hitter with the uh, with the, uh, with the the three-to-one victory over Cleveland. Again, on this day in sports, July 27th, 2011. Irvin Santana. This day in sports brought to you by The Dream. Well, that's our show for tonight, The Sports Chumps, Episode 7. My name is Mikey Nails. I'm Dean the Dream. Everybody have a good night. God bless. Thank you for listening. See you later.